The following views expressed are those of the speakers and do not represent the views of DOD Arts Components. Pay attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. 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 I want to introduce this podcast um, as Permission to Speak Freely podcast with Damon Leggins and Andamo McCullough. We are both active duty senior chiefs. I'm currently serving on the East Coast at a Naval Command that I will not mention because of privacy purposes. However, if you listen to the last like six or seven episodes, I did mention the name of that command. (laughs) If you're a listener in the audience, I appreciate your listenership and I thank you. And I also realized that we never, ever released the episode in which we introduced ourselves. So a little bit after Damon say whatever he's going to say, I want to take a little bit of time to introduce myself. Again, thank you for listening. Well, I mean, you guys know who I am, so I ain't going to get into all the introductions of myself and all that stuff. But I do want to talk real quick about uh, text messages, man. And the reason why I want to talk, <laughs> really, really, I want to talk real quick about text messages because I got called out today about my text messages, and I just want to make sure, you know, I'm gonna start using like question marks and periods and shit like that on my text message because I didn't think, you know, it was it was this serious with these question marks and stuff, man. So I, I kind of got some confusion. So I'm gonna make sure in the future that I, you know, punctuate and. And reread my text message because sometimes I, hey, when I look back though, I ain't gonna lie. You know, I'm not gonna, <laughs> you know, lie about when I read. <laughs> when I look back at my text message, I be like, shit, I should have freaking said something differently. But you know, I just want to make sure and let the, the world know. At hand. Let's talk about the text message at hand, the one that you referred to. <laughs> <laughs> the way you say, you I just said like he asked. Like, I got the question. I got asked. Uh, we was doing a podcast. We had a we had some. Um, people we are doing a podcast with and so i didn't know who he was doing it with so i asked i said is this the guy at my command because it's the guy at my command we hold on hold on hold on on. let let me finish let me finish okay i know hold up hold up hold up hold up i was i'm gonna tell him how what what i was thinking i was thinking that we was doing the podcast with the with the guy that's at my command Mm -hmm. so i said are we doing it? I said, no, I said, uh, is this the guy at my command? But I didn't put no question mark. I didn't put no period. I just said that. No. And then it was confusion. If, if I would put a question mark on it, it'd probably. No. You oh, didn't hold on. say is. <laughs> this th- you didn't say is. Oh. <laughs> you said, you said, this is how the text message reads. Oh my goodness. Go ahead and read the text message. So I said, trying to plan an episode. So I added you to a group with the guests. Right. And then it's a a black thumbs up, right? <laughs> it's a black finger, like a black thumb up. And then the next text is from you. It said, this, the dude at my command. And this I said, for real? <laughs> I said, for real? And then I did the dude name. And then you said, I am asking. <laughs> and then that was it. That was it. Yeah. So as I said before, I will make sure that I punctuate and I, you know, use the the English library. <laughs> the but yeah, English man. <laughs> oh my 
my gosh, man. Like, I already seen oh, the episode. Man. Hey, real quick. Oh, dude, my like, goodness. I honestly do want to introduce myself a uh, second for new listeners. Um, active duty, senior chief, electrician's mate, engineer. Um, this is a military podcast. However, it seems to lean toward the Navy more than anything else because that's where our experience just stem from. Um, yeah. And as we go and we continue, more layers of ourselves uh, peel back and you get to learn more about us as we go. All right. I'm going to start off with a real quick question. What's the first, what's the worst thing that you want to hear at a Friday all hands call? The worst thing I want to hear. Okay. Yeah. I think the worst thing for me, man, is like we all out there, we know it's Friday. We know we're trying to get out of there. And you hear someone come up or the captain or whoever say, well, we got to do a couple of things, guys, and we're going to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> those couple things, man, <laughs> who knows what those couple things are? And it never end up being that easy. Like some real simple. Let me knock out. Let me sign some paperwork real quick and let me get up out of here. No, nah, yeah. it don't work like that. It's some it's some shit that's going to take probably eight hours to do. And then you as a leader, you like. Man, I'm not going to keep my guys here, man. Let me go ahead and knock this out myself so I can get these guys out of here at a decent time today. So you end up getting off 16, 1700 while your guys get out of there, man. That's kind of how it ended up happening for me, man. How about you? Uh, mine is uh, a uh, short throw, but Desron going to be here next week, next Monday. And he want to see some of the spaces. He want to look at some workspaces. <laughs> he going to do a little tour. He also want to check out a couple engine rooms. <laughs> So it's a couple of things we need to do. <laughs> you know, that is, hey, hey, you are so, hey, look, they kind of, they kind of go with the same kind of way I'm talking about too. When they come yeah. up with something we got to do next week or whatever too. But you are right, man. Like you telling me that it's the first time we knew Desron was coming on Friday, man. Like, right. like it's time to get up out of here. <laughs> and do you know what happened with that? Like the, either Desron don't come on Monday. Oh, when Desron come, he don't walk through those spaces that they said oh, he was going to walk man. Through. <laughs> Dude, right? you just said a mouthful right there, man. <laughs> it's, it's everything, though. Like, you know what, man? I know a lot of leaders like to listen to us, too, man. Let's be for real right now, man, on this subject, man, real quick. <laughs> the Admiral coming, right? The Admiral coming. Yeah. Macpun coming. Uh, some kind of big wig is coming to the ship. We make a path, right on where on where the where they're gonna walk. We are gonna make sure that path squared away. Whatever the whatever the case may be, man. Them people don't care about all that stuff, man. <laughs> they come in there to talk to you for a few minutes. They may want to yeah. talk to the mess for a few minutes. They may want to talk to the crew for a few minutes. Man, they know what type of schedule we got. They know what it is to be a sailor. You know what I mean? They know how hard it is on sea duty. They know yeah. all these things, man. Like I'm not tell, I'm not in no way, shape, or form saying let's not have the ship clean, yeah. let's not have spaces squared away, and all that type of stuff. But to put everything into into um, into the fact that the the admiral Desron coming on board, man, is like sometimes a little bit, you know, overkill to me. Yeah, I mean, my, my thing is this: I'm, I'm gonna be a little, I'm gonna play good cop because I'm gonna be a little diplomatic in this approach or democratic and whatever. But um, I'm gonna say this: like, we never know what they would think if it wasn't. Because I know, you know, damn sure if your ship looked horrendous, 
y'all gonna hear about it. You know what I'm saying? Because we've had yeah, visitors. Because yeah. it's like it's like when they come, you know, they you know they it's normally like yeah, the crew been doing good. Y'all been stressed out a lot of tasks, and y'all pulled through every you know that you know the kind of like speech yeah. that's normally true with a naval ship. But it's like you never know what they would say if the ship dirty because. You know, nobody ever dared to like present like a dirty ship to like, you know, one of these guys. Now, every now and then you might get somebody from Desron come and it is dirtier than normal. And then you might hear about it. Like, hey, they said such and such came. And he said this. He said that. So, you know, people don't even tr- normally try it. Well, you know, with the Desron for us to know how they would act. Like, imagine if he like he's like, nah, like we got Desron coming. Let's not clean them spaces. Let's show Desron what the ship looked like on a day to day. You know what I'm saying? You might not hear the end of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, now, now, look, now, yeah. I mean, don't don't get it twisted. I'm not saying don't clean the ship. <laughs> what I'm saying is the fact of like we sometimes go all out, man. Like we we might hit that ship like two, three times that day because we because the Desron coming. Yeah, we yeah, might have yeah, clamped yeah. down like twice that day. Do it in the morning, the afternoon. Two hours. You know. Two, two, two hours. No, you're not saying don't clean yeah. the ship at all. But, you know, it's yeah. just, sometimes it is, you know, overkill. The ship be clean and it's just super crazy. But the craziest thing is, you know, Desrons and stuff, they know that, like, people doing that before they come. Because they were in some yeah. position before where... They was a part of the crew doing that too. You know what I mean? So it's you know it's most just, just whole definitely, thing. man. Most definitely. I, yeah. I tell you though, man. Like like, I I guess I mean you, you we always showing off, man. We love to show off. You know what I mean? Show off like like this our ship. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's always a a a thing that we call you know. Um, this is my home. You know what I mean? I'm going to keep it clean. I'm going to keep it squared away. When somebody step on board this ship, it kind of shows, you know, what kind of ship we got. The first thing people see is how clean the ship is. When they from the outside coming in, that's the first thing they see, right? When they step on board the ship. So I kind of see that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not like saying it's a bad thing because believe yeah. it or not, man, I didn't, I didn't heard several inspectors step on board your ship and they'll be like, they know what type of ship you got because of how it look when they step on board. So I well, get what, that. What do you do? You know what I mean, I jump? get that. What you, what you do? What you do when you get on a ship? Do you observe? Because you're an inspector, right? So like I said, yeah, I yeah. told the audience, we're going to do something. If you don't know who we are, we're going to introduce ourselves a little bit, right? So Damon yeah. is an inspector, right? You doing? So when you walk on a ship, what do you, what do you, uh, do you notice? Like, do you judge it at all based on like how clean it looks? Not, not really on how clean it is. Now, this is me. <laughs> I'm not talking yeah. for nobody else. I'm gonna tell you what I judge. I judge the ship on DC equipment because I'm a damage control man, right? Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, man, uh, DC equipment is all over the ship. It's everywhere. You can't miss it. Time you step on board the ship. So the first thing I normally see when I step on board the ship is fire hoses, man. Yeah, and how they you know what I mean? That kind of like one of, one of my things is like you know it's a PMS card tell you exactly how to store this hose, right? Yeah exactly how so i kind of look at that man and then i can tell a lot of ways on if pms done correctly by looking at that hose i could i could tell a lot by just looking at a fire station man and i kind of look for them like because everywhere i go like every ship i step on uh where they take us to they normally take us to the same spots on every different platform we kind of know what direction we going and where they're going to take us to and where we're going to you know do our debriefs and, and and briefs at so I kind of know where I'm going. So I, I look at this thing and, and people be like watching me, man, because I stop in P-ways and I look and I do all this as I'm going to where I'm going. Yeah. 
But that's kind of like my first impression as I walk on board the ship is, is normally fire station. But I look at more than that, though. I can look at your battle errands. I can look at your CO2, PKP bars, all that stuff. But fire station is one of those things that I always look at. Hey, I have a, uh, well, we got, we had, I had a crazy week, right? And I want to get into it because I also want you to DRB me. Like, I need you to DRB me. I need you to keep me honest with something here. I did something wrong and I, yeah. I did something that messed me I up. I got you, and man. I, and I, I need to, I need to be DRB. Um, we were supposed to have another yeah. chief talking to us and I wanted to have this conversation with two of y'all, but it'd just be you. But before that, the, uh, selection, the selection board results came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's for um um it's good man um I, a lot of sailors on on um you know on social media you know uh got their ticket to the dance yeah you know uh which is a big deal man for everybody man i i tell you man that's one of the four sailors man it's one of the proudest moments man because you know that you got a shot, you know you got the ticket, man, because it's cool when you see, because to me, I used to say this thing, I don't know if I said this before on different podcasts, but I was up for Chief three or four times, Uh right? And I never really studied, right? And the reason reason why I didn't study, let me tell you, man, it was the reason why I didn't study in the beginning uh, is because I went to Captain Mass. So I never thought that I was going to make it you know what i mean in the beginning yeah. like the first couple of times i said yeah i might have a shot blah, blah blah but i didn't make it like the first first time i didn't make it then i went to captain mass so it's like oh you know it's gonna be five years you know everybody gave you that five years scenario so i never really yeah. studied after that but i always made board and i always like blew it out the water you know what i mean I always like you know scored pretty good on the test every time so i used to say this little thing all the time man like you don't if you don't make board you don't know your rate i just say that man out loud then I found out, I mean, of course, as of thinking about it for a while, man, as, as being seasoned a little bit more, I'm like, you know what? That's not the right, that's not the right uh, way to approach it or the, the way to say it because everybody's not test takers. Everybody's not, you know, it's a lot that goes on with that. So, um, so I most definitely, you know, changed my tune on that a lot, man, because I know some good damage control that, that didn't make board, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that's most definitely not the case. Uh, but I used to say that crap all the time, man. Yeah, I just like to say, congr- but yeah, congratulations! Oh, but congratulations to everybody, man! Uh, it's a big deal. It's a milestone, and good luck, man! Um, making chief is 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 is, is huge, man! In, in your navy career, um, no one wants to come in the navy and do twenty years um, as enlisted and don't um, and, and don't put on khaki. Everybody don't do it. Everybody don't put on khaki. They do twenty years and they retire and don't put on khakis. Uh, so. It's a it's a good opportunity for every uh for everybody who put on board, man. Good luck to you guys, and I hope to see um some future chiefs. Yeah, hey, can yeah, congrats to everybody that made board. I want to shout out um the people. It's the first look for them. It's their first ticket to the dance, mm-hmm. and I want to give a special shout out to the people. It's their last look, right? Um, some of y'all gonna make it, and some of y'all not gonna be selected, right? Um, that's just the way that nature kind of works when we talk about this. Um, but I want to shout y'all out and I want to let y'all know that y'all have made an impact, right? And I, I'm trying to, I don't want this to sound like the corny like speech um, or whatever, because life is just, 
like this really big thing, right? So you contribute, you contribute, you take your time out, you contribute to your junior sellers, you contribute to the betterment of the Navy, and you contribute to people's lives when you interact with them. And if you committed for 20 years to this place, you contributed far more than you'll probably ever know or ever even be acknowledged for from anybody else, right? So either from yourself or anybody else, right? You've contributed. And you've made, you might not have made chief yourself, but you've probably made numerous chiefs, numerous officers, numerous captains or whatever like that, right? And your contributions, even though you might think like, man, that's bullshit, I want to make chief, like your contributions are like, like not measured by anything that like, an organization could put value to, you know, is is measured in the grand scheme of what life is. And you don't really know what that like means, you know? Um, and it might sound super crazy what I'm saying, super jumbled and super complicated. And it's because my, my deeper conversation would be off a podcast mic and like in person or whatever like that. But what I do want you to know is uh, you have like, contributed to the grand scheme of what life is and if you decide to retire without making chief you're about to continue and go into the world and offer them what you've offered the navy for 20 years and that's greatness and that's excellence and that's an unmatched ability to like lead and guide people and inspire people so like take that with you you know what i mean take that with you However, I do want to say good luck this year. You know, hopefully you make it so you can bring all of those gifts that you have into the Chiefs mess. But like I was having a conversation with Damon and I was saying like the Navy is a small, a very small um, kind of percentage of people. It's a small percentage of people in the Navy. Right. And a lot of us have these gifts, man. And um, like leadership gifts and like ways like gifts to inspire and stuff like that. And a lot of us, you know, we get we drag it out. We get caught up in thinking that like. This is the only place that we can offer offer those gifts to, in which this place will definitely appreciate those gifts. You know that, right? Um, sometimes the Navy, sometimes you might even feel like you're giving more than you, you know, getting out of uh, of it sometime. But what I would like you to know is that it's a whole big world out there that like would definitely appreciate your gifts too. A lot of young people that definitely would appreciate your leadership too. So, you know, some of those people that's kind of holding on, not knowing what to do. I just want to say that, you know, just leave that message and I'll yeah. expound on that in other times. Yeah, I, I want to add to that a little bit, man. Um, of course, like you said, man, I mean, you had that conversation before um, and it kind of opened my eyes up a little bit also. But I want to I want to, you know, for whoever in a, in a situation like that, I want to just say, man, it's, it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? You got those gifts and you'll go out and you'll get great things. You'll do great things. But I want, I'm want i saying this for, I had this sailor. I just came off a ship um, that I actually, you know, I, I told I was going on Sunday. So I, I just left on Sunday, you know, flew out on a freaking helicopter, this ship to do this inspection. I want to throw all that inspection? out there, right? Was it was it an emergency? It, was, it wasn't really no emergency, but <laughs> I, emergency it was emergency for me. <laughs> It was emergency for me. Uh-huh. Shit. But um, I just, this sailor asked me, like, he, he said, he said, senior, you know, how long you been in the Navy? And I said, um, I told him 23 years. And mm-hmm. he was like, he said, how in the heck did you, you was able to do 23 years? And how would you encourage me 
you know, to like stay in and blah, 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 like that type of talk. And I was like, <laughs> in my mind, I'm saying, man, shit, dude, you just don't know this right up my alley. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like how he was talking to me, like it's right up my alley. On, 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 it was a young damage control man. And I, and, and I said something that I normally don't say, man. And normally I'm, a, I'm encouraging, I'm damage control through and through. You know, you stay in, blah, blah, blah. You said damage control through it. Through. Huh? You said damage control. Yeah, through, through AC. Like, so they like AC and like, what made you stay in? And you like, man, these fire hoses, man. Like, I just got to, I just got to <laughs> fire hose. No, 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 man. I, I'm normally encouraging people yeah, to stay, yeah, yeah. stay in and stuff, right? But I told this guy, I told this, this, this guy, this young sailor, something different, man. Yeah. I said, he asked me why I stayed in. I said, I said, times was different when I came in. Then when you came in, I said, if I had the opportunities that you had, that you got right now, I may have just did four and got out, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and I'm I'm talking about the schools that you can go to school and get paid as an E5, you know, and skill bridge and all these different things now that's available for sailing. It's way more than that. Just a couple I'm naming. It's so many things out there now that you can do. To excel outside the military is crazy right now. Take advantage of it. I'm not telling, I told myself, I'm not telling you to get out, but I'm telling you, you got more opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to, to, to get out. So we had this, this long conversation, man. And, and, um, and I'm the reason why I'm bringing it up, man, because I remember how young sailors used to come to me all the time. And I'll be like, first thing come out of my mouth, what you going to do when you get out? Yeah. You know, I, I was, I got like defensive, like, like, why are you getting out when you ain't got no plan? You know what I mean? Right. Blah, blah, blah. Man, now, look, I know a sailor right now got, went to, did, did some, um, went to mental, did mental health, got out, getting paid uh, 90% disability and going to freaking school right now. Right. You know what I mean? So they're getting a check from the Navy, two checks from the Navy still, and still, you know, uh, doing great things out there, man. Going to school to be to be great. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's opportunities out there, man. Like regardless of your situation and what's going on, you have opportunity. You know what I mean. You have opportunity. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Hey, I got a quick question for you. Did you see the previews to Top Gun Two? I have not seen the previews to Top Gun Two, but I <laughs> let me tell you, man. Uh, I have not. But one of my old um, Devos yeah. is a big Top Gun fan, and man, I remember I uh, saw so, like he can't wait. Like, that's all I saw from him. Like he said something on there, like he just cannot wait. Like this is gonna be the greatest thing since sliced bread, yeah. man. You should watch the trailer. <laughs> What's your man? take? You saw it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a couple, huh? like you know, it's a couple Navy like sites and pages that like talk that's talking about it. Like so, if you like, you know, these dudes ribbon racks messed up. They got like they, they, the ribbons all messed oh, up on the racks. <laughs> And then they made, you know, they made Iceman, like, I think the commander of, like, Pack Fleet or whatever. Like, and I, I saw- I heard he was an admiral. Yeah, I saw was some admiral? sailors. Yeah, yeah. I saw some <laughs> sailors, you know, on, like, some page talk about, like, this is, like, typical, uh, like, typically the way the Navy works, where the asshole, because remember, he was, like, an asshole in the movie. So there's, like, typically, like, they was, like, go figure, that asshole dude becomes- the commander of like yeah. pack fleet or whatever like that. So I just found yeah. it funny. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it looked like it's going to be yeah. a good movie. 
It looked like it's gonna be a good movie. I mean, I know Val Val Kilmer got like a lot of issues and stuff like that. So he had to use like art, artificial intelligence to speak and stuff like that. He got some issues. Um also oh, wow. shout out to Bruce Willis mm. and his family, because we won't be seeing any more Bruce Willis movies after whatever the last film that he filmed, because he has mm-hmm. issues. As well, and he won't be able to act. I don't want to just say issues, though. Let me look this up real quick. But I, did you did you see it? Did you see the news about Bruce? I did. I just heard he wasn't going to be he retiring from acting. I didn't know like why. Yeah, it's called like a. I did a, see that aphasia, aphasia or whatever. It got to do. It got to deal with like his cognitive uh, skills and stuff like that. So he won't. He won't be acting again. His daughter, rumor will is she. She. You know. She made the announcement. Only reason I shout Bruce, man. Bruce did a lot for us, man. I know a lot of Bruce Willis movies, yeah. man. Played on a lot of those mastecs and a lot of those deployments, man. You know. Uh, no doubt. Real love for old Bruce. No man. doubt. All right. Um. <clears throat> let's get into this real quick, man. Your week, man. What you been up to, man? Well, shit. What you been up to? Since yeah, hey, like I said, I got into it a little bit earlier, man. My week was like crazy a little bit, man. I started out by flying out on a ship. Yeah. Um, And I found out like late in the week that I was doing it, man. So I wasn't that happy about it, of course. But of course, we always do what we have to do. I, so I fly out to the ship and you know, it's, a, it's the ship, uh, I mean, the uh, the aircraft I flew out on was a SH-60, right? So as soon as I get on this thing and it's it's loaded, like all of us on there, like yeah. it's like seven of us, you know, on there. And as soon as we get up in the air, man, all this freaking hydraulic fluid leaking all over me, man. Crazy. <laughs> Just leaking all in my lap, like coming from the top, yeah. man. Crazy. So I'm like extra freaking mad about this shit, man. Like it's no shit leaking down on me from the top of the damn thing. And it's like spraying because it's like all the wind and air and all that shit up there. So it's just like spraying down, man. Like that, not on nobody else. Yeah. Just you. <laughs> me. Solely you. Like a black just cloud. Me. Just, over just me. Yeah. Just me. Did you try so to I get move? So, I get some board. Else? It's like switch like, You can't move. You locked in, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, you on a you helo. can't yeah, move. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, helo. You ain't moving nowhere. I just I'm just taking yeah, it. That's crazy. Just taking just, it. That, yeah, man. Like then that. I get on. Then I, yeah, I can't do nothing, man. Then I get on board. The sh- get on board the ship, man. They put us in. Put me in a stateroom, so that was pretty cool. But the yeah. only thing about the stateroom, man, is that um, it was that it was a five man stateroom. Yeah. Right. So the stateroom is where the marine officers normally sleep but of course they didn't have marines on board so right, right. but it's normally where they they sleep at but it was marine officers so, so it was the, the it, was, it was good it was nice but the only issue i had man is like it was a five-man stateroom and you put five people in there and you got every other stateroom on that motherfucker empty mm. like oh hey the doors are open to them all up empty but you're gonna pack all five of us in this in this in this stateroom man I, I, you want to like, i started just going just going to another but you couldn't just like Go into another stateroom because they got key entries. Yeah, just like the hotel room yeah. got. You, you know what I mean? So I couldn't just go into a. You want your own drink? I ain't want my own joint, but I feel like it was a little closer there to be five deep in there. You got all these other staterooms. It's just, I guess I was just you know you know I guess I was being bougie or whatever. But uh, I mean I remember. When but I then was- uh, and then the last thing, man, for my week, man, uh, I freaking saw one hour, um, sailors off the Rafael per- Peralta, man, on there. You did what? Uh, she warrant FSO man. She was the FSO on there. Oh, for real, warrant officer Williams man. You remember? Yeah, man. So she was on there, man. Yeah, so me and her chopped it up a little bit on there, man. So that was pretty cool. Man, I haven't seen her in a long time. So that was pretty the cows. Cool. I think she just had a birthday, right? 
I feel like she yeah. just had a birthday. Yeah, she she about to, she about to, she about to, yeah, oh, she about to leave this. I think she leave this month too. She she transferred this month. Yeah, she's doing good things. Now, nah, what I was going to say yeah. was when I was on LCS, they put me on one of those like barracks, uh, um, little barracks. It was like a, a box, like a little, what's the name box? You know what I'm talking Barge. about? Barge. Like a little, a little, a little, uh, Connex, I know like exactly what you're trying to say. Right? Connex box. Yeah. But it was on a ship. Yeah. And it like. I was there by myself. It's like four racks in there, man. I'm like, yo, I'm going to sleep in a different rack every night. Like, So I know how it feels to be go to the room and just see all of these different racks. I wound up just finding one rack, you know. like it's, it's, You're yeah. real crazy. You sleep in a different rack every night. You know what I'm saying? But just the yeah. idea that I had that shit, it was great, man. The AC was perfect. If, uh, just just so you know, ain't that crazy, though, man? Like everybody who, all the listeners, man, a Connex box is pretty much a... Damn near a 12 by 12 box, nah, right? It wasn't 12 They by put 12. this box, probably smaller than that, right? Oh. So they bigger? Hell yeah. Yeah. It was that Connex box ain't that damn big, is it? It wasn't a Connex box. It, it wasn't a Connex box. No, well, well, well I'm, I'm saying this for a real. I'm saying this because Connex box on the LCS, they know shit bring a Connex box on board for people to sleep in. Yeah. With racks inside of yeah. it. And I had to do it before because. Because um, when we fl- when we go out there with them, they don't have like extra racks and stuff for us, so we had to do it, sleep in a Connex box. All I'm gonna say is, if you get that choice, young sellers, don't pick the burden. <laughs> pick that damn box. That box was the yeah, best man. Shit that I ever had experience in my life, man. I clean, clean too. Yeah, yeah. I love living in that box. All right, so let's. I don't know what I want to do first, man. I know I want you to DRB me, but I had a very eventful. Yeah. Week. Like week or whatever. Um, so let's start at let's start at um Friday, the Friday, right? Like the twenty fifth or something like that. Like so me and Angeline, we went to Philly, we went to a wedding, right? So shout out to my friends uh Mark and Jackie Allen, who got married, right? After eleven years, man. They, you know, finally tied to not, you know, got married, right? Um, so shout out to them. Love both of them, good people, like a uh, very beautiful event, stuff like that. I ran into my brother. My brother was there. Um, he's like, yeah, I didn't know you was going to be here. <laughs> my brother, so my brother was there. We talked, um, had a good time, stuff like that, right? We stayed at a hotel. We left. So it's crazy because on the way home, I was supposed to go see my mom for like to go eat breakfast. What are we talking about eating breakfast? I told her I'd call her. I ain't make any promises. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll call you. You know what I'm saying? Um and then it's funny because after the last episode, she was like, after, you know, one of the last episodes, I was like, yo, she loved David and Haiti. She's like, I like you too. I was like, I know, but I was just messing with you. She's like, I like you too. I like y'all. You know what I'm saying? But so we, um, my mom, eventually she's going to tell me I can't keep messing with her on here. But so on the way home, like, Dag, I was supposed to go, you know, go eat breakfast with her. But I didn't. Um, we kind of like got out a little later than I wanted to leave. So I wanted to hit straight. Now, on my way home, though, my sister lived in Delaware, so I was going to go. And all this matters to the listeners. Like, all this matters. You're going to find out why in a second, right? So my sister wanted to go to Delaware. I mean, my sister lives in Delaware, so I went, I called her and like, yo, I want to come hang out with you and the kids. And um, she was like, nah, we in Philly. Like, she's like, I'm on my way to Philly, and they're in Philly already, because I wanted to do brunch with them. So uh, we just went home. We went straight home. And then we, we even thought to, like, we wanted to go to a restaurant and eat. Right, we want to go to a restaurant and eat, but we wound up. It's a spot called Geno's, and um, um, uh, it's it's a spot called Geno's. Um, damn, 
where I used to live. I used, I, I used to live in some real gritty part of the little Maryland area close to Baltimore, but it's a place called Geno's. They sell burgers and uh, milkshakes and stuff like that. That I forgot. I forgot where it's at. But um, the, 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 we were going to eat in, um, and we decided not to. So we did the drive-through, right? So we went through. Well, the the, the uh, dining area was closed, so we went through the drive-through, and then we went to like a park, and we um, we ate our food at the park, right? And again, all of this matters. Right, all this kind of matters, right? Oh, Glen Burnie, Glen Burnie, for anybody listening, Glen Burnie, Geno's and Glen Burnie, go there. The best onion rings ever. It's no onion rings better. If somebody knows a place with better onion rings, holla at me for real. It's no onion rings better than Geno's. I promise you this. <laughs> so, um, so we leave, we hit back, we head back. So we left Philly at like eleven thirty, and we ain't get home to like six something, right? We go pick up Saint, and yeah. it's only like a two and a half hour ride. I don't know why it took us that long, but again, we stopped in Glen Burnie. We, this, we, it was a bunch of stuff, right? And I, then I wanted to go to the bathroom. I wanted to go to a mall. I didn't. I just went to like a, a little uh, porta pot. All right. So yeah. reason all of this matters is because <sighs> that morning I had like a scratchy throat, right? But not like a, not nothing too crazy, just like a scratchy, like the normal scratchy throat where it's like, yo, if I chill for the day, cover up a little bit, this scratchy throat thing won't be anything tomorrow type stuff, right? But like 1042 at night, it was like a little bit more scratchy than I wanted it to be, but still not nothing alarming, like nothing alarming. Now, this, yeah. this is uh, Sunday night. Are the next but so by like 1042 that next night, it's like Sunday night, the night before it's time for me to, you know, go to work, you know. Um, and then the next day I get to work and I was I was like, yo, I feel a little sick, you know. And that was, you know, the night at the Oscars. Then the next day we came back, we did the episode, and I was like, yo, I'm a little sick. The job let me, you know, come home early, stuff like that, right? So that's to put the context there. Yeah. So Angeline was feeling sick too. But I wasn't really feeling like that sick. Like it's just small, light coat, right? But Angeline was feeling a little sick too. Um, next day, <laughs> I go to Camp David, right? Um, and I do an inspection. Um, still, like not, I keep, I, I got my mask on, um, and I, I'll get more into the story in a second. But I got my mask on. I go to Camp David. I go. I visit Doc. Doc is there. We we chat. We chat. Great time. I get home and um, Angeline's feeling like more sick, right? Face burning. And we we both had like COVID before, right? And she feeling all the symptoms that she had back when she had COVID, all the symptoms. So she take the test and she's positive, right? So I'm like, well, shit, if she positive, let me take the test, right? I take the test and I'm positive too. So, and my shit was like instant. It's supposed to be like 15 minutes wait at home test, instant, right? So next day, so, you know, I call work. I'm like, hey, I'm COVID positive. Um, next day, but I'm like, hey, I want to go do a test on base. I don't trust this at home test. But everybody like, hey, at home test is just as good as any other test, right? But I still do a test on base the next day. Positive, right? Quarantining, all that, right? Um, we finished quarantining, man, right? And this is where things get kind of crazy. So some of this story I'm going to go back to because it's a lot of opening spots here because I need to get DRB'd on something, so I'm talking about it. Um, so we quarantined, um, finished quarantining, <laughs> and 
it's just the night before. Yeah, Sunday, the night before I go back to work, bro, I ate something, right? So mind you, I guess when I got COVID, I'm taking medicine and drinking tea with pro, pro yeah. probiotics and doing all the COVID stuff, right? And I hope this story is not boring anybody, right? So we get uh, the day before I got to go back to work, bro. My stomach is crazy, neck crazy. I don't know what made me think that I could order these like Korean uh, wings or whatever. They were like these garlic, spice, spicy garlic wings from a place I never ate from before. I had some plum wine and like I threw up, bro. Mm. Crazy, bro. I never, th- I, it's been like, man, it's been like, no mind you, I don't got COVID no more. My quarantine period is over everything. And I'm like supposed to go, you know, go back to work. Bro, I'm feeling crazy. And me and Angeline watching like ratchet reality TV, right? Jocelyn's. Jocelyn's Cabaret, right? Just the, the most ratchet you could get with this shit, right? For like two days straight. Like, that's all we did was watch like the whole show, right? It's three seasons. So we go, so I, I get up, right? And like, we, so the, like one of the reunion episodes on, she's like, hey, babe, like, boom, I just get up. I'm like, yo, I gotta go to the bathroom, right? So I'm thinking like, I could just shit this out. Whatever it is I'm feeling, I'm like, yeah, I could shit this out, right? You know, sorry for the listeners if this is too gross, right? I get in the bathroom about to go to, you know, and the vomit, bro, it just comes out like just projectile, like crazy, <laughs> like throughout the, the bathroom, bro. So I go to the sink and I start early and I'm like, and I got this whole weird thing about throwing up because it's probably the worst look. You got no control over it. It's like the worst thing. It felt way better than when that shit was in my system. It felt way better. Right. But I'm, oh, yeah. So I yeah, earl, yeah. the first earl. But I mean, while I was early, because I always like, yo, when you throwing up, like, can you breathe? It's just this all, just this weird vibe. So the first throw up, nasty, bad, over the everywhere, bang. Second throw up, joint, over the sink. So then the next, I'm like, yo, let me get to the toilet. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I finally get to the toilet and I throw whatever the rest little bit is up, you know? And then you always feel like it's one more tap, you know what I'm saying? That quadruple tap might, you know, might be left. Mm-hmm. So I go back out now and I'm like, in my head, right? So this all the stuff I'm thinking about in my head. Because that's me and, me and being analytical about to come up in my... Second part of the story, right? So all I'm thinking about in my head now is that I got all this damn throw up in, in my bathroom. And it's a lot. It's like over the sink. It's on the, it's like on a little plant that I got. It's all over, like everything, right? So, and I'm like, yo, I don't want my wife to see this. Like, she's my wife, but I don't want to see all this throw up. I, like, let me clean a little bit of it up, you know, first. So, but then I'm like, I do still kind of want to tell her I just threw up because like, like it's not normal no more. Like, like I'm living with this. Like, like I'm not trying to be like the senior person with the secret right now. Like I threw up. Like I need to let you know. You know what I'm saying? So I come out. Yeah. I come out and I'm like, hey babe, you might as well, you know, because she still got Jocelyn playing. So I'm like, yo babe, you might as well just pause that for a little bit because I gotta go clean up this throw up. And, you know, she a wife, so she's like anxious to see the throw up. Like, like, hey, whoa, whoa, where is it? So I'm like, yo babe, I got it. I just want to throw up up first, boom, right? So, um, you know, she's like, well, can I help? And I'm thinking like, yo, you want to help me clean up throw up? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, that's some good wife. Like, that's some good type shit. Yo, glad I married you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, nah, let me get the throw up up and then you, I, I'm going to, you know, ask you for help. She comes in the bathroom, bro, cleans up the throw up. Like the the all of the throw up, man. And it's like I don't want to get descriptive, but it's it looked like it looked like pasta. The bathroom exploded. Like, like, like <laughs> yeah, it looked like it looked like uh, it looked like 
like rasta pasta or something, like all throughout the bathroom, <laughs> right? So, so um, but she cleaning it up, man. And now she cleaning it up to a point that I'm just standing there. And I'm like, yo, like, and I'm like, yo, this is my throw up. Like, like, let me, like, come on, like, let me in the game. Like, so at some point I look at her, I'm like, yo, babe, like, no, no. I tried to, I tried to wipe something off. So, so the first thing is I go grab a napkin, right? And she, she Angeline hate when I use napkins, right? Like, it's like, I'm wasting napkins, right? So I'm, she, she's like, it's probably a better idea to use something besides that. And then she's like, no, you just use whatever you want. You know how, you know how, like, sometimes people get like, like, but so, so she got, but she grabbed a rag. So. I start wiping something off with the rag and she like, well, I wouldn't do that just yet because boom, boom, boom. So then I'm like, yo, babe, like, I just want to clean up my own throw up. Like, like, can I please? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I never knew that I would have to campaign to clean my own damn throw up up. You know what I mean? She's like, well, I just wanted to help with this and boom, boom, boom. So, you know, after that, I, I did thank her for like helping me. I, that was like surprisingly like unbelievable, right? So boom, from the wedding yeah. to COVID to like, this horrible projectile vomit and I ain't throw up in a long time. Right. So that like made me think like about life. Like, I don't know why I took like this throw up, like, like, like it's like this defining moment in my life. Right. But if I like wrote like a biography, like it would probably start at the chapter and be like throwing up that night, but it was just super crazy. Right. All right. So that's that part. All right. So here go the DRB part. I think you probably already know. Can you guess the DRB part? Probably has something to do with the COVID and, and work. COVID and work. You said yeah. COVID and work. All right. So let me let me break it down and I'm gonna break it down in layman's terms and then I'm gonna get descriptive and play into my mind and all of that shit, right? So um I hope the listeners are enjoying this shit, you know, hopefully. So here's the here's the easy part, right? I'm a DLCPO, SEL, DLCPO, well, however we want to say it, right? On Mondays we do departmental quarters, right? Um, we hadn't done one in a while for a few reasons. Um, the holidays, um, me being out cause of Angeline and some, a lot of different changes in the way things were like, and not having to come to work on Monday. So it's been a while. So we just been kind of getting back to doing, um, departmental quarters. So this was probably like the third one back or whatever. So like, I had the whole department. So, we, and this was the first time we did a khaki meeting, right? That's something new we just kind of introduced, right? It's like an all khaki meeting because we finally got more chiefs. So we do this khaki meeting and we do this uh, departmental quarters. So I pretty much was talking to like everybody in my whole department for like at least 45 minutes without a mask on, you know, just exposing them to COVID breath. Like everybody. So... But you didn't have to have a mask on, right? Because you didn't know you had COVID yet, right? I didn't know I had COVID, but I felt a little bit sick the night before. Sick. And I could have texted my yeah, supervisor yeah, yeah, yeah. and told him that and say it. I feel yeah. a little sick. Yeah. I don't need to come to work. Yeah. So, and it was actually him that was the voice of reason when I saw him, but I saw him after um I saw him after I found out. I, I saw him after we had the departmental quarters. And when I saw him, I'm like, yeah, I feel a little sick. Like, neck scratchy. He's like, hey, man. Like, and I was like, so I might leave early. And he was like, wear a mask if you, you know, feel a little sick. And like, that's, I do like that he thinks about shit like that because I don't sometimes, you know? He's like, you feel a little sick, wear a mask. And I'm, that's when I did put the mask on, right? But normally he's the first person I see in the morning, right? So when I text him later that day, 
And I'm like, <laughs> I feel so bad. Like, you know, I'm like, hey, I got COVID, right? And he's like, you know, okay, you know, cool. Uh, do what you need to do, follow CDC guidelines. And then he was like, uh, next question I do want to ask you is, how many people did you talk to um, today for over 15 minutes without a mask or, you know, whatever the guidelines are? And I'm like, everybody. <laughs> like, 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 you know, I'm like, I talk to everybody, right? And I, I feel like he got, like, much higher, like, expectations for me as a leader because he was like, yeah, 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 <laughs> but without a mask. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> everybody. I had the department of course, like you know, because it was because oh, I didn't see him until after. I didn't he. I didn't really think about the mask until after he told me, and I saw him after we did department of quarters. I wound up calling everybody and um, um, you know, telling everybody about it, and come to find out, like one person did catch it, you know, a little bit later. So I don't know if it came from me, but it, it could have. But it was also bad because that day that it happened, like I kind of gave the department like. A little bit. I stood on my soapbox a little bit about them being late. Like some of the sellers was like a little mm. bit late. So it's like that is what I took the time out to like chew us out. His ass had COVID this whole time. Like so I'm a so I'm, next time I get them together, I'm gonna talk about the. Uh, now I want to get into my thoughts about all of this shit, right? Because um, the next time I talk to them, I want to talk to them about the importance of when you identify and you and you feel sick. Don't think about nothing else. You feel sick, don't come to work. Right? So now my first question to you is, was I wrong? Yes. Thank you. Right? I, I know well, I was wrong. I mean, you, you were wrong because of the fact that you you knew it was a possibility your throat was scratched. You had some type of symptoms, right? Um, and I, I tell you, like, at my command, we put out all the time, we say, hey, if you feeling sick, stay at home. We don't, nothing is more important than yourself and making sure everybody is, you know, healthy and blah, 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 blah. So, yes, with that being said, though, you probably could have wore a mask and prevented a lot of that. So it's two things. That one, you probably shouldn't have showed up at all. And if you did show up, you probably should have had the mask on. Right. Because you didn't know at the time, right? It ain't like you, you knowingly... Went to the meeting knowing you had COVID. You no, didn't no, know, no, no. right? I, but yeah. you felt a little bit, you you had some symptoms, you know, so you probably should have at least wore the mask. Yeah, though. and the only reason why I took the test was because, you know, Angeline took it, right? So that's the only reason yeah. I even thought to take it. I just thought I would have had Because I recently, before this, had like a little scratchy throat and it wasn't COVID. Now, another thing is, you know, so I had to tell Dockingham Command that I had COVID, Right. Oh, so Doc, yeah. and I, me sitting with Doc for an hour, two hours or whatever, talking, having a great time. <laughs> you know Doc, right? You know Doc. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doc texts me like, "Yo, I got the news." You know, <laughs> uh, you know, I heard. You know, and Doc don't notice, like, but you know how like intimidating it was to have to like explain to Doc. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's like, "Well, did you know?" And even her, she thought I was like smarter than I, you know, than I am too. She's like, "Well," <laughs> she was like, "Well, were you a close contact, or did you like?" Test positive. You know, I'm like, nah, I tested positive. <laughs> She's like, oh. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, fuck, man. You know, Doc don't know, man. I was like, I was scared. I'm like, yo, Doc about to rip my damn head off about this shit. But she was cool. She was cool. Yeah. You know, she was cool about it. But I'm like, man, Doc, Doc probably like, I got you all in my medical facilities and shit you carrying around COVID. But Doc had like a lot of grace and she, you know, she helped me out. But we had a good time. We had a good conversation, right? But, um, Good. All right. So here's the weird place that my mind goes when it when it comes to all of this shit. So remember that 
Angeline had surgery and I was like pretty much, I thought I was going to be like, I had to help her with her daily needs, right? So the period of time that I thought I was going to be like out of work helping her wound up multiplying by like four times the period of time I thought I was going to be out of work helping her, right? And my command was really good with that, right? I was still working and getting things done, but I wasn't physically at work as much as, you know, um, I would want to be, right? So that's the first um, hit, right? Um, Then after that, not much, you know, not much, just in and out holidays and stuff like that. But the week Mm -hmm. that I went on leave on Friday, so, and then I did a bunch of site visits, right? I got a a couple schools coming up, so I'm going to be out for the next, like, two months and all of this, right? So there's a lot of out of work kind of stuff for me, like out of the office kind of stuff for me, right? Uh, before and after, right? So, but let's talk about that week, right? So that Monday I had to work, right? But that Tuesday I had a site visit, which is work, but it's an inspection, right? So I did a site visit on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I did another site visit, right? Um, that Wednesday, it was like a makeup, you know, site visit. On Thursday, and this came like last minute, we did an event. I think I told you like we had like this event. We went through D.C. We went to different museums and stuff like that. So we did an event yeah. on Thursday. And then on Friday, I went on leave. Right. So I was out of work. Well, out of the office Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Right. So mom. So on Sunday at 1042, when I'm like, yo, I feel scratchy. And then I'm like, no, it's too late. I don't want my job to think that I'm just find a reason to get out of work guy. So I'm going to go to work, tell them that I feel scratchy, and then I'm going to leave. But I'm not going, coming <clears throat> off a of leave, coming off of three days, um, you know, not being in the office, I'm not going to call at 1042 and be like, yo, I'm not coming to work on Monday because I feel a little bit sick. You know? And that's where my yeah, fucked yeah. up brain went. You know what I'm saying? Because mine would went probably the same way, dude. I ain't gonna lie. I probably would would have fucking did the same thing. When you think about how you put that, how you said that, I probably would have did the same thing. No doubt, man. Right. And I talked to another senior chief, and he's like, "Hey, man, like that's just the way we think. Like we like I'm gonna come in. I'm. It's just the way we think. Like we not. But and yeah. that's the that's and that's what I want to talk to my guys about. Because even given that circumstance, it's like, yo, you still need to." you know, make that decision for the betterment of everybody else. Because I really did have COVID. I really wasn't bullshitting and trying to get out of work and all of that. And then on top of all of that, the people that I work for, they totally, like, it's not like they wouldn't have understood. Or they would have been judging me because I I don't think that I'm somebody that has, you know, worked up that kind of, like, uh, reputation to be bullshitting anyway. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, again, me overthinking my own shit and getting ahead of myself. So, like I said, I would, I was, I'm happy that I was able to paint the full picture for you and you could see why I made the dumb decision that I made. But I still do want to acknowledge the fact that it was dumb. And I still do want to tell everybody out there, don't think like that. You know what I'm saying? Put all your people... Um, before you put what you think people going to perceive of you, you know, put all your people before that or whatever like that. So I just want yeah. to get into that. Most definitely, man. I want, yeah. And let me, let me add just a little bit to that too, man. And and I already acknowledge that I would have probably did the same thing. <laughs> I'm going to acknowledge that first before I say this, 
Um, but I also want to just say, remember to all the leadership out there that would have made the same decision that Dumbo made is the fact that it only take one time. Anything you do, it's a lot of things we can do in life that we can't come back from yeah. that we only did one time. You know what I mean? Like something would have happened to somebody that would you have been thinking about the rest of your life. If somebody would have got sick, somebody would have something, you know, happened bad. It only takes one time. So keep that in mind, too. But like I said before, I, I probably wouldn't have done no differently. Um, but conversations like this will probably help me and other people in the, in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And then to and, and then to your commands, man, and to like, you know, you the commands. Um, like I said, this was self-imposed for me, but I don't want nobody to have to feel that kind of pressure. I put that type of pressure on myself. Yeah. I put that kind of pressure on myself, but I don't want nobody to have to feel that, you know, type of shit where they worried about, you know, you I always just got this self-conscious thing in my own head. Like, man, I never want nobody to think I'm trying to just get out of some shit. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. That part. Is this something I want to talk about when it comes to like uh, social media? Oh, so because I didn't post about having COVID. Like I ain't talk about it. Yeah. Also, I didn't see a reason to make a COVID announcement. You know what I mean? It's just that personal privacy. It's not much that I, if we didn't do a pod, I probably wouldn't even like be on social media. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, so me, but me and Angeline both did have COVID if anybody is concerned. And we are both doing a whole lot better um, from uh, since we had it, you know, and that's that. That's good. It. I mean, and yeah. we about fifty minutes in, man. We we here with a week time. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. So I had a, I had a, I had some questions, man. Like, and and it comes from me again being inspections and going on different ships and 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 doing a lot of stuff, man. It's a lot of angry sailors out there, man. Yeah. Like angry. Oh, you don't even want to get to the Herald of the Week yet. You don't want to get to the Herald of the Week yet. You talk about Yes, not yet, not yet, not yet. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, But it's some angry sailors out there, man. And I just, um, I know why, you know what I mean? Especially being at the sea, man. Being at the sea, it's a big deal, man. The schedule is all over the place. Um, and we know how it is, man. You know what I mean? We both be out to see, we both know, um, how hard the schedule can be and, and, and on sailors, especially you a young sailor just came in the Navy and, and you introduced to a whole nother world. So I understand all that. I understand you don't have all the time off that you want and, and, and all the quals you got to get and all that stuff, man. Um, but this is what I say, man. Whatever you do in life, man, you got to make the best of it, man. Walking around angry, walking around, you know, uh, in a different world is not the key to success, man. Like, um, I'm saying this because, dude, I'm literally like watching this on the ship, and, and in my mind, I want to like stop people and like, like, hey, what's 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 going on with you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Can I help you? Can I let me talk to you and let me this is what I want to do because that's how they're walking through the P ways like get out my way. That's how they talking to each other on the ship. Yeah. Like move. Like that type of language like move. If you say some stuff like that to the wrong person, who knows where that can go? Yeah. You know, like when you're talking to people like you got to be respectful to each other. 
And the second thing, man, like when I, especially when I see first classes and, and, and second classes and things like that, and it's not me trying to be like mean or me trying to be out of my element, but you do, you do reenlist. You know what I mean? This is voluntary too. So don't get that twisted when I, when I, when I'm saying this, man, I just want to make it sure that sometimes, man, like if you're making the decision to stay in, make the best of that decision. Yeah. You know, like everything is never going to go as, as planned, man, all the time, especially be at the sea duty, man. My, my mindset changes from shore duty to sea duty, man. Like my, it's, it's a mindset that you have to have. And my mindset is like, Hey, I know I'm going to be here, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time. I know I'm going to be going out to sea. I know the schedule is going to be crazy, but I set myself up for that before I get there. You know what I mean? I set my, I set my family down and, and like, and we talk about it. Cause I'm telling you, cause, cause I got one of these things that I know I'm gonna have to get shit done. I know I don't like to look bad. I know I want to, you know, stuff like this. So I know I'm gonna stay there to try my best to, to do my best. You know what I mean? So my division don't look bad. So I don't look bad for my chain of command. Don't look bad. So whatever hours I need to put in, I'm going to put them in. Cause I don't want to, you know, look bad in nobody's eyes, period. And, and, and people always say, well, I don't care what nobody think. You're right. I don't really care what nobody thinks, but it's my division. I got to make sure we square it away as best, best of my ability anyway. Yeah. But yeah, man, like I really want to, to like bring it up and anybody out there, man, that's, that's, I know, um, that's going, people going through stuff, get help. We got, it's so many avenues out there uh, that can get you help on, on whatever you need. Uh, if it's mental, if it's physical, is it whatever, it's help out there for you. Um, I'm just saying this, man, because I saw some stuff on the ship when I walked on board the ship, man, it's like, was was damn near like so many fights could have happened, man. Yeah. <laughs> like on how people talk to each other, man. Like it's, it's like alarming a little bit, man. Um, but, I just want to put that out there, man. Like sailors are out there angry, man. And I know most of it coming from the schedule. And I left a ship with a schedule that just came back the fourth. And they still going through a whole lot of stuff, man. Like ain't nothing stop. They just came off the plug and ain't nothing stop. So I know, you know, it's 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 hard out there, man. But you know, we 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 gotta overcome and and, and do the best we could do. So we was out there angry. Right. We was out there every now and then a little upset at the schedule, right? With different circumstances yes. and things being extended, stuff like that affected our mood, right? Now, this is the one thing that I know it didn't affect, right? Um, because we are a family, right? Um, and I'm going to get into that a little bit. I don't know why you brought this up because this is a topic that I kind of, like you didn't make me, you didn't brought up a, a good topic, right? But because um, it's layered because you got a lot of outliers. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of outlier sellers. Uh, it's a lot of sellers that went through like a traumatic stress event that just can't like accept circumstance or um, can't socialize normally or whatever because they actually went through something and they might have something to do with a seller. But for right now, I'm talking about just disgruntled sellers because of schedule and stuff like that, right? So with us, yeah. um, no matter how upset we were at the schedule, man, we bonded. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Them watch teams, yeah. you know, them watch teams and the spaces and stuff like that, we bonded with each other. Like we wasn't upset with each which with each other, you know. Um, every now and then it might be a blow up, it might be a little back and forth, a little fight or something like that. But for the most part, yeah. and even then, a lot of times, you know, when you're an engineer or something, y'all like laughing and joking about that by the next watch. 
You know what I'm saying? So the guy's yeah, going to get shit about definitely. it. You know, both of them. Like, such and such was about, you know, we, you break it up, you fix it, Chiefs, whatever like that. But, you know, such and such was about to whoop your ass. <laughs> Those things happen. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want people thinking that, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not like stirring the pot. Y'all mess around. We have a lot of fun, stuff like that. Like, people get into it when we run in drills or whatever. And you kind of laugh and joke about it. You know, y'all do what y'all had to do administratively. And then y'all have fun. It's camaraderie. You on a long deployment. Um, whether that be an argument or, you know, people come close to going to blows. It's like a family, right? But the one thing I can yeah. always say is we we care about each other and we don't have the disdain toward each other, right? We might have the disdain toward the circumstance, but we don't have the disdain toward each other. So when you start getting to where you starting to feel like you got issues with the people, you know, and you didn't go through a traumatic stress event, you didn't get assaulted, um, you're not in a toxic work environment or nothing like that. It's just that the schedule and all of that shit is, is beating your ass. Then it is time to start looking at those programs like EOSC and if it's developed and stuff like that and, and talking to different people, your peers and seeing somebody that might not like somebody that you do admire that might not be going through what you're going through because and they in that same predicament and figuring out like, what do they do? Like what? Like, damn, like whenever I see you, you, you good, man. Like, what's your secret? You know, I've asked people mm-hmm. that before. You know, in every facet yeah. of my, you know, cause I probably asked you that, you know, on, on like on yeah. deployment, like always motivated, like, damn, do you still be motivated for doing drills after 20 some years? You still motivated to do DC drills. Why? What's your secret? You know, so sometimes you might have to do that. Now, it's outliers, right? Because I want to say that because I don't want to out like somebody that actually went through something to be like, yo, it's not that easy, senior chief. You know, it's not that easy, Dom. It's not that easy, Damon. Like. I yeah. actually went through an experience that I don't trust people anymore, right? Because then it is, it's programs in place, you know, because again, I'm not, we're not like, I'm not like Deepak Chopra or, or not. Like I can't give like the, you know, and I don't mean to say it in jest, but I'm not the person to provide all of the detail on that. But I am the person that help you get to where who you need to get to, to help. And then even in those uh, processes, it takes a long time to fully recover from these events and most people don't ever recover you know what i'm saying so we not yeah. even i'm not even talking about um those people i'm just talking about the people that's kind of make it a norm for the and, and i think that's what you talk about too damon like the people that kind of make it a norm to have like a negative interaction as they passing through like mm-hmm. ways and stuff because they upset about like the schedule yeah. and these are things that like a lot of times the captain can't do nothing about like his boss can't do anything about your chief, your your peers, you know, but the biggest one I'm thinking about is your peers, like the people you work with, man. Like, I don't yeah. know. We should care deeply about our peers, uh, you know, and I've been a junior seller. I had issues with people and, you know, but it's not nothing that ever extended like past the day of or something like that. You know what I mean? So um, I hope, I hope I don't, yeah. I hope we don't sound too over the hill with that. And um, it sound like it's coming from a good place, a place of care. You know what I mean? Like a place of care. And I think that, you know, people do care, you know, because I think sometimes the sellers feel like disconnected because I, I I see where the Navy might say something like, yo, we care about mental health and the seller like, oh, for real, you know, and I believe that, you know, whatever entity in the Navy said that they care about mental health, they really do, you know, they really do. But a seller might yeah. not feel that our seller might be going through something that like does not seem like it was addressed, you know, and then on the other hand of all of this is. It's a whole lot of resources that, like, people don't talk about. You know what I'm saying? 
Like it's way yeah, too many resources definitely, that definitely. don't get talked about. Cause a lot of times, like a lot of people normally provide like testimony. You know what I mean? Like, so if they never went through it, a lot of times people don't talk, talk, talk about it. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. I mean, that's even the way kind of like learning is and training. Like it's by example. I mean by uh experience. Yeah. So it's like a lot of people, they don't know what fleet and family could provide you if you're a single mom or boom, 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 if they never had to go through it. You know what I mean? I learned the process. <laughs> Dude, that's... What? What's up? Nah, I'm, I'm just like like agreeing with you because I was just talking to a sailor about this, man. Like like about fleeting family, about just different things in the Navy that, that, that they just don't know about and they're not getting trained on it and all this type of stuff. So I just had this conversation with, with this sailor yeah. on the ship. It's so everything. Crazy. It's like, so, you know, I learned to pride, knowing I'm a chief, knowing I'm, you know, and I love talking about myself, uh, about stripping down some of the bullshit and talking about myself, right? But knowing I'm a chief, um, knowing that I got sellers, knowing all of this, um, like, it honestly, I didn't never feel like we had enough time to sit down and really work out some of these processes. But we were on, the, we were recording this uh, podcast when one of my sellers was getting out the Navy, right? Um, the first time ever that I had a seller getting out the Navy and I was their chief. Um, and that's when I learned the process. That's when I really learned the process of a seller separating, like everything that got to happen, you know? I mean, and it's a simple process, but it's some things that you got to follow. And I learned it then. Yeah. In, in experience. And then the next time I have a seller uh, separate, I'm going to be learning the process again, or learning it a little bit more because that seller might have a different circumstance, yeah. might have some medical stuff and stuff like that. So a lot of times we, you know, we learn on the go and that might be opening up a whole nother subject. <laughs> but, um, hey man, we might as well wait till the end to talk about our, uh, our, um, hero of the week, man. Yeah, um, most definitely. Yeah. Man. Cause we ain't going to talk about anybody that's like, you know, waiting for band of brothers, you know, we're not going to talk about it today. Um, because we both were kind of lazy, I guess, and we didn't get a chance to watch. I've been too busy watching um, Jocelyn's uh, Cabaret, man. You know what I mean? Um, for all my decent, um, <laughs> for all our decent audience, man, please don't even look that up. Don't even Google that, man. You know, I don't want y'all to think different about me, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, don't even Google that. Hey, so look, I got a question, right? It's not, it's not Navy related. And I know we got um, some more Navy stuff, but this one is not Navy related. Um T.I., right? Did you see what T.I. did? I uh, did not right. see what T.I. So did. It, it was a comedian on stage, right? Um, and she was joking about his case, right? I don't know if you're familiar with it, but mm-hmm. you know him and his wife, they got caught up in some scandal, like a sex scandal. Um, and I'm not sure if it ever went to court or whatever, but it was stories about it. And a, a, he was yeah. at a comedy show because he'd been trying to do comedy. And a, a woman comedian was on stage joking about his case, right? And um, mm-hmm. he pretty much had a mic and he interrupted her bit and he told her not to joke about that. Um, he shouldn't joke about, you shouldn't joke about that and all this. And he wound up even getting on stage with her. He like hugged her, but he was talking to her, I think telling her not to joke about it. You know, she was still trying to joke. She's like, this ain't no rap battle to y'all. Like, you know, he wound up snatching a mic from her. And saying, like, he's not going to let her get that joke off or whatever like that, right? And, you know, so ever since the other incident happened that I don't want to talk about, people saying, like, um, is it safe, you know, for comedians when it come to that? And they saying, like, yo, it's just jokes. 
you know, take it easy or whatever like that. Um, what's your thoughts on that? I want to hear your thoughts before I give you mine because I think we're going to have opposing thoughts. Yeah, so my thoughts comes from me being I, I I'm gonna just straight up say I think it comes from me being a little bit a little bit, little older mm-hmm. and been seeing a lot of comedians you know on stage um in movies or wherever joke yeah on whoever however I have seen it so many times that I feel like I even on roast you know what I mean or whatever the case may be we just I just have seen it so many times um, but now, man, um, I just don't know what's going on with it, man. My, my whole thought process is it's a joke. Uh, they're getting paid. You are coming to see these people tell jokes. And if you in the audience or whatever for so long, ain't nobody's off limits. Right. It never it has been I guess it's been a, a unwritten rule that no one is off limits. You know, what I mean, when it comes to jokes now. With all the shit that's going on, I guess it's going to become some rules. You can't talk about people in the audience. You can't do certain things now, right? When it comes to comedian, because now people are going to come up on stage and snatch your mic. People going to come up stage and slap the shit at you. People going to come up stage and do whatever. So now I think the whole layout is changing. So my thought process is like, grow the fuck up. You know, a comedian doing this for years, man. That's what they've been doing, you know. Um, and a lot of times... Things get taken out of context too, though, um, because a lot of times comedian may not know that know you know exactly what's going on. They just know what they hear in the media, also, and they may not have the full truth, but they making a joke about it. You know, they taking reality sometimes and they making light of it. You know what I mean? Laughing about it. Hopefully, they get you to laugh with it too. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I, we cannot go up and, and, and physically do anything to people. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I don't understand, man. So you like, don't, You don't think it's a limit to what people should joke about? Not at... I tell you what. This is what I say. It haven't been a limit. Mm-hmm. So now in 2022, we're going to put a limit on it? It haven't been a limit for, I don't know how long, the great freaking, the great comedians of all times had no limits. Mm-hmm. But now in 2022, I guess we want to put a limit on it. Yeah. So, I mean, here go my thoughts on this, right? Um, First of all, um, don't do the crime, right? So that's the first thing I'm going to (laughs) say. Because I I feel like people are going to get triggered a little bit. So I want to start off by saying don't do the crime. I want to start that off like holding to that. Don't be nasty. Don't do the crime. None of that, right? But I'm going to give an example of a joke, a comedian who told a joke. Hannibal Buress, right? He told a joke um, about Bill Cosby, right? And that's the reason why I said don't do the crime, right? Because Bill Cosby is this topic that I know like people just super duper serious about, right? You know, which in which we should be because he's a nasty, you know, he did yeah. some nasty, egregious stuff. But um, Bill Cosby did it. And I think, I, I think I, my facts could be completely off, but uh, he was looked at at some point for this stuff in the past, right? Um, But Hannibal Buress told a joke about Bill Cosby, about some shit about Bill Cosby. But then he was like, ain't Bill Cosby the same dude that like raped like 35 women X amount of time back such and such. Right. And then what happened from that is the investigation kind of came back. 
around, right? So they started looking into this came from a joke. So, but the women that were the victims, they were triggered by this joke, right? Um, a triggered mm-hmm. enough to be like nothing ever happened from this, and which is justifiably so, right? It's not wrong um at all about that, right? It brought back to light some egregious shit that Bill Cosby did, and it put him in jail for the nasty sh- shit that he did, right? I want to make that part clear. But another part that I'm talking about is like his joke wasn't just like nobody was like Bill Cosby, you know, wasn't like, hey, no, it was just a joke. Like Hannibal Buress just told a joke, like, don't reopen the case. Don't, you know, call these witnesses and shit like that. It was just a joke. That joke that Hannibal Buress told eventually ended up in Bill Cosby landing in jail again in which he should have been for the crimes that he did commit however what i'm trying to say is it as much as it was a joke it brought out some real shit right so when i'm thinking about ti and controlling the narrative of the crimes that he was accused about if he did them again whatever y'all did if it was nasty it was nasty and y'all gonna have to you know kind of be seen for the nasty stuff that y'all did, if y'all did it. However, if he didn't do it, you got this comedian perpetuating it and bringing things to a light again that maybe if you didn't do it, shouldn't even be brought to a light or or, or spoken about in the same manner in which Hannibal Buress spoke about Bill Cosby, which then ended up in all of these things being reignited and Bill Cosby, you know, landing in jail. That's why I started off with don't do the fucking crime because... In that, yeah. in that same context, if a comedian makes a joke and it is a joke and it gets looked into by the law and whatever like that, and it's like, oh, no, he really didn't do nothing. You're good to go. You didn't do the crime. But my question, you know, so my thought process is like, when is it not a joke then? <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think regardless, like if a comedian is, is, is talking about it, um, He's trying to a comedian get paid to joke. Yeah. Right. So I'm gonna assume when he was telling this joke, he was being funny or trying Hannibal to be Buress? funny when he was telling his yeah, joke. Yeah, yes. He, I don't when think he was he t- even yeah, when he was telling a joke. So ignite the whole shit with, yeah. with Cosby. I don't even think he exactly. thought that, that was gonna happen. It's exactly. So I I'm always looking at comedians that's trying to make light of something that happened. That's why they. That's how they do it, man. That's how they make money. They look at. I'm assuming they got probably got somebody on freaking on a payroll that's looking at all social media and trying to find out what can we make a freaking joke for, from or what didn't happen to be a joke. I'm, I'm assuming they got some some kind of team like that. Probably I don't know, but that's what they do, man. That's what they do. They make light of of, of people's situations yeah. and things that happen in the world. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't it. know, man. I don't I, know how you can. I get it. You know, and I guess I am convinced. I think, you know, I think I am convinced. But I just, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Um, Again, don't do not do the shit. You know what I mean? If you don't do the shit, then you would just find a joke funny and whatever. Um, And that could be, yeah. and that could be heavy handed too. Because if I was accused of something that was nasty and like that I would never do, um, I don't know if I would want like it to be made light of like in front of my face and it's a chance that it could still come up and bite me in the ass because it's just a bunch of accusations. 
Like, I don't know if I would ever want to hear that said again or if I want, want people to continue talking about it. But, I mean, Michael Jackson had to go through that for years. Um, and, you know, whatever, if he did do, if he didn't do, whatever. But he had to go through it. A bunch of people had to go through that stuff for years. So, um, like, every time a comedian might say something, you might actually trigger, like, if it really happened, an actual victim. Or if it didn't happen, just somebody trying to get you tied up into some legal some legal issues or whatever. So in Bill Cosby's case, it did yeah. happen. It was nasty. He was wrong. He fucked up. In T.I.'s case, he's saying he never even, you know, w- went to court for that. Like, nothing ever was followed through. So he's trying to control that narrative. So I don't know. I guess I'm a little torn. But I do agree with you. Like, a joke is a joke and stuff like that. But I guess I'm a little torn because it's re- recipients of the jokes. Like, whether it be Bill Cosby's victims yeah. who had to be, like... Think about that Revisited. stuff. Revisit it. Yeah. Because yeah. that Hannibal Buress took their took their trauma so light that he could just bring it up in a joke, you know, as a way to kind of like shade Bill Cosby. Like, yo, ain't this the same dude that raped like 35 people, whatever. Um, you know, so that's revisiting. Then they had to go back through court, back through all that trauma or whatever. So, I mean, that's just, it's just a weird thing when it comes to that. And I just wanted to kind of... Um, talk about it or whatever and i'm anxious to see what other people think you know a joke is a joke um i know and i do yeah. agree but again i am torn because there are recipients of the jokes whether it be the legal yeah. recipients or the actual victims are the people that's affected by not wanting this thing um perpetuated more than it already is all right my next yeah. question and you in- guys speak up yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah, speak up about that too, man. Cause we know people got differences on this, yeah, yeah. on the joke thing, man. Cause I, I watch social media. We heard the slap across the world and all that type of stuff. And a lot of people had different opinions. So if you guys got a different opinion, please, you know, um, hit us up. Yeah, yeah. And one thing about that, right? Cause I'm, it's part of my next little topic, right? Whatever your opinion is, it's good, man. Like you have yours. Somebody else has theirs, you know. It's nothing like yes. I don't like because I'm about to get in this cancel culture a little bit, stuff like that. But and, you know, and that's part of what we talked to Ann Guyman about. It's like, yo, I hate when people, you know, kind of um, don't get no grace for their ignorance, right? Some things people are ignorant about, but then there's other just concepts and topics that people just think differently about. Like they got different opinions, yeah. right? But we starting to get yeah. into this generation where we want to write people off. Because of their opinion about stuff. Like, it's okay. Like, we live in a world of people with varying opinions about shit. You know what I mean? And it's weird. So, let me ask you a question. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you think people should be stripped of their achievements after wrongdoings? Ooh, good question, man. This is is a layered question for me, man. And I'm going to say this because... It depends on what it is. All right, let me give you right. Give you just so you so, can have good context. Let me give you the yeah. context in which I'm talking about. The Grammys okay. happened, right? And um, a couple people won awards at the Grammys that people didn't feel like should win awards, right? Um, one of them, uh, Louis C.K., comedian, um, who like had a string of like. This wild, nasty, nasty shit, right? But he had a string of like masturbate, like forcing women to like watch him masturbate or whatever. So he forced women to watch him masturbate. And they was like traumatized, you know, by this shit like that. Like, yeah, nasty. Like you just beating off in front of these women, right? So that was like his, like what Louis C.K. did. So he was one who won a Grammy. Um, 
for his comedy album or whatever. Kanye won two Grammys, right? So some news articles, like some news articles and stuff was posting that, like, you know, oh my God, like the Grammys so disgusting. Like they actually awarded like Louis C.K. Grammy and they actually awarded, you know, Kanye a Grammy. I wasn't really talking too much about uh, Louis C.K. because I don't really follow our, um, the Louis C.K. Um, career. You know what I'm saying? I don't really follow Louis C.K.'s career. So I wasn't really yeah, talking me, about yeah. him. Um, but somebody was just saying that like um, bad people shouldn't win Grammys or whatever like that. Like bad people shouldn't get awards or whatever. And I was just like something like that. Like like people with issues and stuff. And I'm like, damn, like most of our musical like legends, like James Brown, like I could just go through the whole list of like John Lennon, James Brown. That like, shit that going on. A lot of them had like shit. <laughs> you know, Michael Jackson, John, like it's a whole bunch of like drugs, something. like damn near all, yeah. like damn near all of them. Right. So my, 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 my question for him was like these award, like for instance, like, you know, for the Kanye thing, like, and a lot of this shit happened, like he made the song, he recorded the song, he released the song, all that shit happened before whatever he's on a hook about outside of anything that you disagree with Kanye about from like the last like 10 years already, but whatever he's on a hook about now. He created this piece of art that he won a Grammy for, which I don't think kind of stands up to even winning a Grammy. It was good, but not the best thing that he did, right? But um, before the Grammys, right? So the person like, yeah, well, Kanye shouldn't win a Grammy. But my my whole argument was like, well, are we awarding like the person? Are we awarding the achievement in the art? You know what I mean? And I, I say all that because at, at heart, like most of my core is like, in love with art, like in, in the, the preservation of art, right? In the respect of whatever the art is, right? So it's like, if you award a motherfucker, are you awarding them for, sorry for cursing for the listeners, but are you awarding them for like, because they're a cool person? Are you awarding them because they made the best song of the year or whatever, right? Yeah. And, and so... So then it, the conversation graduated to taking people awards away when they do things, right? And my thought, pro, my thought process for that was, what does that do? You know what I'm saying? Because so I was a young, I was a young person that like started to fall for like film, right? So in me falling for film, I'm like, all right, let me look up the movies that won Best Picture of the Year um, from whatever year to whatever year, and let me watch them all. Right. So the award for the achievement is like um, my, my documentation. Right. So that's like my encyclopedia. That's what I go for when I'm trying to get the education. Right. So that's my library. Right. I mm. go to the Oscars and I see who won Best Actor in 1989. And then I find a movie and I look at the performance to see to kind of figure out like, yo, why did this dude win Best Actor in 1989? Now, let's say in 1992, he did some wild shit. Right. If I'm still if I'm studying to be like a filmmaker or something, it's still recorded that he won that award for that performance. So it's not gonna stop me from I don't know. It's not gonna stop me from looking at the the performance. And after that, I don't know what the award means to even take it away. But I don't know. I'm I'm anxious to see what you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So my thought process is first I'm gonna give you my thought process on the Grammys and what we're talking about right there. Then I'm gonna give you another different scenario, right? For this first scenario, it's a criteria. Right to win the Grammys, I'm, I'm assuming it is X Y Z blah 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 blah. What you have to do to win is politics. yeah, it's, it's, it's there, yeah. right? It's about the music. It's yeah. about what they are doing. That's all it's about. 
their creativity, what they doing, maybe sales, whatever it got something to do yeah. with it. That's why they are at that point. Not because what they do in a social life or whatever is about that song or that album or that whatever. That's what it's about. So I don't think you should be scripting that away from anybody or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes for the Oscars. Same thing. It's about the performance. It's about that. All that type of stuff. Now, the only time I think you should be taking something away from somebody goes back to, you remember the great guy, uh, I think his name, uh, the guy that was the, the the bicycle guy that was winning all these Tour de Francis. Yeah. They found out that he was doping or taking drugs and stuff. Lance, and that's how Lance he won Armstrong, all that Lance stuff. Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. So that's different. Yeah, you gotta take that. He was winning because he made himself. <laughs> you gotta take that. Uh-huh. You gotta take that. Like, yeah, you gotta take that from him. Like, yeah, you, you gotta take that. Yeah, so you got. I got that. I understand that. But we talking about creativity. We talking about all this stuff that this guy done. done. Um, he ain't taking no drugs to make him a better rapper. He's not taking nothing to make him. You know what I mean? And then like that. So I don't think so. I'm not with that, man. I'm not. I'm not with the the fact that you're taking some away from somebody uh, that made a bad decision in their life or whatever the case may be. So let's navy uh, this. Let's navy this then. You got seller of the year. Right, seller of the year. Um, yeah. The and these this type of thing actually has happened at commands before. But um you get a seller when seller of the year next week, DUI. Uh uh, uh, uh issue on liberty. What like what you think should be the recourse? The same um whatever he done on liberty. Right then and there, mm-hmm. that should be what he get, whatever he got. I mean, whatever we're going to do to him, he should go to DRB. We figure it all out or whatever the case may be right there. That's what happened. Nothing he did in the past. You know what I mean? We're not going to take your sale of the year from you now since you got you got in trouble. No, we're going we gonna to handle this as we handle it right now. Uh, what you got sale of the year for is something you did for an entire year and you won it. You got it. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Now, if you fuck up after that, yeah, we're going to do Whatever you whatever you did, that's how we're gonna handle it. Like Aka, you're not the seller. I don't think we should go back and you might have been the seller last year, but you're not the seller this yeah. year. You fucked up. You can redeem exactly. yourself. Yeah. But now are we are we taking the pictures off the, the command board or no, yeah. no, nah, they sell it a year, man. Look, I I, I tell you what, man, <laughs> and and uh it's crazy, man. We had a a, a I went on a ship and I was at ATG, man. And we a long time ago, man. I went on a ship and we had a DC one. He was running repair division. Mm-hmm. He was a DC coordinator. Everything we go on board, and uh, we go on board, and um, he has an an R on his chest, mm-hmm. right? But he's running repair division. He's in DC. He knows his shit. He made a mistake, mm-hmm. right? So what they do, they strip this D-set stuff away from him. They strip everything he got in division. Mm-hmm. No, right? He's still doing it. So he made a mistake. Yes, he was held accountable for that mistake, depending on what it was. He was held accountable for it. He had a restricted badge on, but guess what? That guy's still setting up the leading by example, leading the way he's supposed to as a DC1 doing his job. Um, but everybody going to be held accountable, you don't strip. You don't have necessarily have to strip. Now, it, like I said, though, it always depends on what happened and, and all this type of stuff too, though. Yeah. Um, but people people make mistakes sometimes. Um, but you don't just like take everything they didn't done in their naval career because they made one mistake. It depends on the the, the mistake they made. Now I've seen. Now I want to know from junior sellers. Like so, please hit hit me up. 
Because I've seen it where like a junior seller might be like, man, that's the seller of the year, but this happened or that happened. Y'all let him get away with this, that, that. Y'all let her get away with this, that, that. And I just want to know from that seller, um, I just want to know from that seller uh, if um, if it's just like hate, like if it's just like, like y'all, I'm just like, mm-hmm. like just hate though you, or is it like a real reason why, you know what I'm saying? For a seller in that scenario, why you would say, um, yeah, he's a seller of the year, but this, this, that, or whatever, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, is it just like, yo, nah, I'm just looking for an out. I just want to have a reason to complain and hate him, or is it a real reason? And if it's a real reason, then um, what's the reason? Like, what's the reason why, Yeah. you know, we not looking at this seller like, hey, this happened last year. I mean, this happened this year. They were seller of the year last year, and this just, you know, um, what it happens to be at the moment, and this seller could redeem themselves and still be an influence and a better person, you know, throughout. Yeah, that, and that happens all the time too, man. Like that happens all the time. Well, we as leaders, and and, and we put our sailors in for something and, and whatever they win and all that type of stuff. It always some hate behind it, and then and I, most time the hate comes from like, hey, like where, where where are you coming up with this from? Yeah, like where is this? Who said this? Then you got you 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 damn near have to open up a fuck freaking investigation now because we don't even know this. People come like what? Where that come from? Who said that? Yeah. Then then they then they clam up because they don't want to you know they name associated with it. But don't talk about it then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't talk about it because now you're gonna start rumors. You're gonna start stuff going through the ship because I sailor the year now. Now he done done X Y Z and the whole command don't know anything about it. Yeah yeah yeah. You know what I mean? We don't. You it's almost like you think we. We um that's one of the the check marks is them getting in trouble and winning sale of the year the same year. No, yeah. that's not that's not the standard. We that's not what we're looking for. We we looking for the best, the brightest, the whatever the case may be, and that's who we make our sale of the year. Not people who didn't got in trouble. So if we don't know, we don't know. Yeah, and we gotta know? stop holding holding stuff against people, you know? Um, for our yeah. own benefit, you know, because that's what I think like some people would do. Like, well, you're gonna give it to him and the blue boom. Like, so we got to stop holding stuff against people, you know, for our own gain or whatever like that. And and that's on every side of every coin. You know, as leaders, we got to stop holding stuff against people because that's like we don't we not preaching that. We preaching that, you know, when a captain, when somebody I've never been a a captain's mask and a captain and I've been to quite a few because I was a simio. um, But I've never been to a captain's mask where a captain told somebody that they could never redeem themselves. Um, whether they were being mm-hmm. separated from service or just going on restriction. Um, I've never been to, you know, a captain's mass where the captain said directly after captain's mass, all right, the, they did the crime. We told them the time. Now it's time to get them in line. You know what I mean? I've never been to a captain's mass, and I just I just made that up off top, y'all. But I've never been to a captain's mass where... <laughs> That shit was corny. But I've never been to a captain's mask, you know, where the captain, they like straight up, you know, be like, all right, y'all, it's time for y'all to hull up around them or her. You know, they might be going through something and, you know, bring them back to where they supposed to be. And they charge that mm-hmm. on the division, that your divos, your chiefs and stuff like that. So stop holding shit against people. You know, they did something. They done it. Let's get past it. You know, because that shit, it messes people up more than you think. You know, they living with that. Way more than you think. They going through that shit way more than you could ever put them through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, hey, 
So I didn't do my book. We might have a guest pop in. I don't know. If she come in, she come in. Uh, If not, we'll talk to her whenever we're able to because we keep kind of giving her the run around. But if she pop in, she pop in. I hope she does pop in, but I don't know. Um, But um, I do want to talk about my book real quick before we get into the hero. Uh, So my book that I read that I failed to talk about before is Sidney Poitier, right? Um, so it's mm-hmm. an autobiography of uh, Sidney Poitier. It's called The Measure of a Man. Um, and I, I think when it's, uh, you know, of course, after he passed, you know, I, I told myself, I'm like, yo, Sidney Poitier meant like so much to um, a lot of uh, movies, especially when it comes to like African-American like actors and stuff. He was one of the people who broke down the door for African-American actors and filmmakers and stuff like that. And then just uh, film in general, America in general, what America looks like on film and uh, how people as Americans uh, should be represented, you know, whether it be like his interracial relationship uh, stuff on film or things that got to do with like some of the positions and jobs that he had and the roles that he played or some of the responses that he made in the roles that he played. So um, the book is good, really good. Um, uh, some stuff about it that moves slow in the beginning about his youth and stuff like that. But after he made it to Hollywood and stuff like that, the book was really, really good. The part of the book that stood out the most to me was he's like a popular actor um, at this time. He made some movies. He did some stuff. But he, um, something happened. He was in an alley. He was looking for something. He was in like a little alley in in Florida. And these cops pulled up on him. You know, and they told him, matter of fact, he was walking down the street in Florida, but like, oh, he was hitchhiking. All right. So he hitchhiking and, you know, the cop pull up. Right. So not a car, something he definitely didn't want. It was the cops. Right. Um, And normally somebody would be super happy, you know, with a cop pulling up when you hitchhiking. Hey, officer, I'm trying to go such and such. Not in these days, though. Right. And not in Florida. Right. Um, And not if you are a black person in Florida in these days. So he the cops pull up. And they, they like, hey, boy, get an alley, right? He get in the alleyway, and they tell him straight up like this. Um, you know, you know, what's up? What you doing out here? And, like, uh, you know, give us a reason, you know, not to kill you or whatever. You know, he, you know, he's I'm just trying to get wherever I need to go. Oh, man. Hey, how you doing? NC1, can you hear us? Your mic is muted. Yeah, so how about that? Yeah, there you there you are. Okay. All right, that's what's up. <laughs> hey, so I'm in the middle, I'm about to finish, but I'm in the middle of a story real quick about Sydney Portier, right? So the cops, you know, they pull out a gun and they tell this dude, they say, Hey, um, you could walk home, right? He like like 50 miles away or whatever. He's they like, you could walk home, but we're gonna ride behind you in this car. Maybe 15, I might be exaggerating, but we're gonna ride behind you in this car with this gun. The whole time. And if you turn around and look at us, we are going to kill you. Right. So that's what they that's pretty much what they told him. So he had to walk home 20. I forgot how many miles, 15, 25, whatever. He had to walk. He had to walk home this whole time without looking back at all. And, you know, unless he was going to get killed. It's funny that you come in here at the very same time that Damon's computer is having like the most technical, technically difficult issues that it could ever have you know what i'm saying but how are you you at work right now i am yeah hurting yeah we have late late hours yeah 
So you, it's normal work for you? Or are you like, you kind of like skipping out mm-hmm. on your duties right now? No, no. So we normally get off about six, but I'm an LPO. So I generally get out of here by 637. That's what I like to hear. LPO, last person off. You know, <laughs> it come with the territory. She said, hey, we normally Let's get off at such and such, but I'm an LPO. Like, so this is the time that I just leave late. You know what I'm saying? What's all that? That's all your stuff in the background? That's a lot of stuff back there. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I try to make myself look really cool for all the recruits. That's like a Mick Pond. That's like Mick Pond office uh, (laughs) status right there. So, hey, well, Damon just popped in, right? Hey, Damon, you good? Can we hear you? Yeah, I'm good now, man. I don't know what happened. Time time she popped in, I popped out, man. I don't know what was going Sorry. on. Yeah, it, couldn't take, it, couldn't take, it couldn't take the three of us, man. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, man. So, but who are we talking to right now? Uh, so, I'm NC1, Erica Martinez. Uh-huh. I'm currently at Intag Red River. Uh, I've been recruiting for about six years or so. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you reached out to us because we ask a lot of questions, a lot of episodes, and we sometimes don't ever get the answer or know the answer. But you happen to have the exact answer that we wanted to know, and we wanted to talk to a recruiter, right? So at some point, you was like, hey, I got that answer, dumbasses. You know, um, I could just provide you that damn answer. How come y'all never just reached out to me? And I'm like, well, let's talk to you, you know? And then, like, a lot of life happened. Like, I think we were supposed to talk to you like, man. February or something crazy, but so much happened, you know, so, but it's good to finally have you here and be able to talk to you. And the question was Damon's question. And I hope he remembered the question. What was your question? Damon? I, man, I don't remember the question. It was about, <laughs> it was about, oh, no, the question was about um, DMAP, wasn't it? Yep. Was it DMAP? No. Yeah, that's what I, I was, D-Pap. I was asking, oh man, what was the, act? um, what was I asking? About you might as well D-Man. just let NC1 rock, man. She yeah, knew but hold up, hold up, hold up. I had a question about it, though. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Give me a second. Give me a second, man. Give me a second. We got listeners, um, so I got to do something while the listeners listening, man, because I don't... So I, I, I'm assuming... No, go ahead. Go ahead, NC1. I, I, I think of it as you go, as you as you go through it. No, you're good. You're good. Um, Yeah, so you guys were wondering about the DPEP program. Yep. Um, so it's the Direct Procurement Enlistment Program. Um, and basically where what it is, is we use uh, civilian experience and sometimes prior service experience to bring a, a person interested in the military in as a higher rank. Nice. Um, so some good, or some good cases. I've done two myself. So it works for non-prior service and it also works for prior service. Um, I've only done it as a prior service. I've never seen it done as non-prior service, but I have heard of it being done. Um, and so I had a, I had a sailor who got out as a CM3. He was out for a while. He stayed in the same field. Um, and he was a foreman. So he did some supervisory experience and he was trying to come back into the Navy, but he had one extra dependent which made him unqualified for that particular rank. Mm-hmm. So what we did was we took all his CB stuff and we took all the stuff that he had done as a foreman and his civilian job. We wrapped it all together. We sent it into a package. I had resumes. Um, you have to have uh, three references on DD Form 370s. We took all that. We sent it up to the ECM and they actually proved them for E5. So not only did he come in after he'd been out for a while, but he also got promoted. Nice. Um, so nice. he actually ended up coming in a higher rank. So um, it's it's definitely, it's an underutilized program. Not a lot of active duty recruiters uh, use it just because it is very complex. 
It takes a lot of time. Uh, and recruiting is very go, go, go. Is okay, it so like I, a minimum, maximum window of time that you need to be out of service to be like eligible for it? Or, or can you just... Uh, so you do have to be out for two years mm-hmm. if you're trying to like come back in. So basically they, what they don't want to do is the Navy doesn't want to waste money training somebody. They get out and be like, oh, I don't like my rate. So I'm going to just come back in as another one because I have experience on X, Y, and Z. Um, so you do have to be out for two years to be able to use the program. Okay. okay. And then, so, so I you're... had no... I'm oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, you got it, Dave. So I had no... Didn't know anything about this program or anything. And this sailor was 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 talking to me. One of my previous sailors that worked for me, and they brought it up and said, they coming back into the Navy. And he's coming back in as a first class. And I'm like, first class? Like, what type of program is that? So they have a master's degree, and they're coming in as an IS, right, in the rate. And I was like, you know, I was questioning the shit out of it because I think they got out as like a fireman. You know, so I was questioning. So I'm glad you um, is, is that is that something that can happen, though? They can come back in as a first class. It is. Yes. Um. So to be an IS, that's pretty dope because that's not an easy rate to even like qualify for, let alone come in as an E6 when you've been out. Yes. For a yes. Um, so we actually have like a chart that we use um, that specifically says like what the requirements are for the certain rank. So like for E6, he has to have seven years experience and four of those years has to be supervisory. So mm. he must have been like either working for, you know, a three letter agency or a contractor or something like that. And he also has equivalent of that college. So all yeah. those things wrapped in together, he probably just had enough to be able to squeeze through. We don't see very many E6s get approved. Yeah. No, okay. That's, that's good though. I mean, I, go ahead. Are you seeing a spike in uh, like people wanting to join the Navy since the Top Gun Two uh, trailer came out? Not yet. We're hoping. Okay, that's what I'm <laughs> y'all probably gotta have I mean, like it's, meetings it's, about that one. Like, hey, they gonna I'm, be coming. I'm, shoot, I'm about to take all my future sailors to go see the movie. Like, hey, I need some referrals. Let's mm-hmm. go. How, how, <laughs> like, how, y'all should be motivated. <laughs> how are y'all doing right now? How how are we doing? Are we bringing a lot of people in right now? And over where you are? Um, so there's a lot of change going on in recruiting right now. Um, so medically, um, we are using what's called the HIE. I think it stands for like health inter-exchange or something like that. So basically, uh, they used to not be able to pull medical records at METS. They now have access to about 80% of your medical record. So they will look into your whole path. Uh, which means that we're getting we're it's more of a complex pro, uh, process um, just because some people will come in here and they won't tell us everything and we won't know anything. Um, and then they get hit a boot camp or like asthma or something, you know, something that we didn't even know about. Um, and then that goal cycles back to us. Is that so, is that like mental health uh, more kind of like focused on like mental health things? I'm not 100% sure. We literally just started it about a month ago. Okay. Uh, so there's been consistent changes from MEPCOM uh, just on like what's considered a simple pre-screen, what's a complex, what kind of documents do you need? Uh, so it's it's been really chaotic for DOD. So this is DOD-wide. Okay. 
um, as far as like how it, so we've definitely seen our numbers go down on, um, you know, who's actually getting in right now. Uh, but you know, it's just, it's just a learning curve in all reality. We're just, it's just going to take us a little bit longer to get people in. Um, and you know, people are going to have to finally be truthful. So, yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, so, so you saying if they taking a say, for example, they taking a certain type of medication, is it a certain time frame they sort of be off that medication to come into there the There is. Yeah. Okay. So it depends on the type of medication. A lot of, a lot of times it's like two years long. You've been off the medication for two years. You should be good. Inhaler use, it's usually like five years. You can't oh, have wow. had any kind of asthmatic type of things in the last five years. So it just depends on what it is. So uh, the DOD, they go off of the Doty 6130. Mm-hmm. So this, this giant manual is basically what MEPS uses to disqualify people. Um, so once they're de- disqualified on a DOD level, then it gets routed to the branch level. So every branch has their own medical doctors that will look at things and say yay or nay. Um, but that's also subjective, just depending on who the MEPS th- or who the like. So we go through N33. Hmm. Um, so you know, sometimes you may have a good N33 that you know will let a little bit more stuff in, and some of them will just be like nope on everything. Mm-hmm. So yep. It all just depends. So it's a lot of contingency. Okay, well, look, I know that you probably trying to get out of the office and get home. Um, I do want to apologize in advance because I think before we got you on, I said your name was NC One Man, um, and I said Man is fine. That's my maiden name. Okay. I go by both. Okay, I got um, one more question. Did you make board? I did. Yeah, hey, nice. yeah. Uh, Fourth time up. If I don't make it on this one, I don't know. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Uh, I Thank think Damon, Damon said he got another question for you. I got one more question. So my son joined the, the Navy, right? So he's in boot camp right now to be an IT. But his rating he's supposed supposed to been was a CTN, right? Mm. So he goes to MEPS and comes out of MEPS as an IT. Now. The my gripe is this. Yes, he's a grown man. Yes, he's eighteen. But I feel like I could have if he would if I would have been there, he wouldn't have came out of there as an IT. You know what I mean? Like I feel like some should have been said to the parents or something <laughs> that Girl, that hey, man. we changing your kids' rating right now to be something else. That's not what we agreed with in the beginning. So I wanted <laughs> to make sure I get that out there because. He's supposed to be in a CTN, not even going on a ship at all, period. But now he's in IT. So I, I just want to put that out there. I'm a little upset about how that, that change happened. Yeah. You know, how he's I mean, going. I don't know if that was a question, yeah, but right. I can't yeah, yeah. explain. So, so you also have to keep in mind that, yes, you can say that you want X, Y, and Z, but also keep in mind that the Navy has pipelines. And just like in the fleet, we all have manning. So it may, and we we compete on a national basis. All of the all of the people going up to MEPS. So it all just depends on what the pipeline of that rate is. So if it's not available, it's because that pipeline is already filled. Mm. Um, so you so, have to wait. I mean, it's hit. really. I mean, it's really up to you know. That's where it comes in with that report with the recruiter of you know making sure that that you know if if you're stuck on one particular thing then it needs to be discussed beforehand. There needs to be a plan. Um, you know, like at the end of the day, you know, like our job is to meet the Navy's needs. Yes. So regardless if that's a CTN or an IT or a semen pack, whatever it is, like, 
you know, we have to also make sure that we're doing our job and making the, the needs of the so, Navy. So the first part of that was me being an angry dad. The second part of it is, is like, should we be more involved as parents when we, when they go in there into MEPS and, and, and they decision make it in there? I mean, so we deal with a lot of 18 year olds mm -hmm. and the way that I look at it, like, so, so my wife is also in the Navy. Mm -hmm. Um, she changed her rate three different times. She was a, she was a seaman pack and then she was a SH and now she's an NC. Um, you know, I've changed my rate twice. I was a CS and now I'm an NC. So the way that, the way that I look at it is regardless of what you think you want to do, what are your ultimate goals? What are you using the Navy for? Are you using it for education? Are you using it for, you know, um, experience? What is the, the core, the core reason why you're joining the Navy? Cause just because he's an IT doesn't mean that he'll never be able to be a CTN. That's true. But can he still, true. can he still meet his goals as an IT that he still wanted to meet as an CTN? Well, he has no problem with what he's doing right now. I think it's just me though, really, but <laughs> I just want to. <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. Like you want to know more about what's yeah. going on. And yeah. you know, that's, that's part of, so after they dep into the program, uh, we do a 72 hour indoctrination. Mm -hmm. And what that's meant for is for us to get, you know, all snazzy in our dress uniforms and go actually have a meeting with the parents and the family and the future sailor to explain like, Hey, this is what you are, you know, this is your job. This is what you're going to be doing. This is your ship date. Um, this is what's expected of you as a future sailor. And it's also, it's also a moment where the parents can ask those questions like, Hey, I have a question on this. How does this work? How is boot camp going to work? Am I going to be able to talk to my son all day, every day at boot camp? Those types of things. And we're kind of able to lay it out. So that way the parents feel more comfortable and they're not, you know, completely blindsided on what's going on. Yeah, so we try to make yeah. sure that everything is, is, is as transparent as possible. I'm only Most thinking definitely. that it's like the active duty senior chief dads that, want to know all this shit oh man yeah. you'd be surprised yeah, <laughs> yeah so no matter what rank you are you do not pull a rank at met <laughs> like i know right just can't. <laughs> that's 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 true <laughs> they're like i want my son to be this and i'm like yeah. that's not how it works I mean, he's like he's, he's colorblind i can't make yeah. it in it like it's just not gonna happen yeah that's so true. i mean we'll you know we work as much as we can um but at the end of the day like you know we can only do so much. We're not. We're not magicians. Yeah, They're most definitely. So. And, and the guys here did a great job. So they did. Yeah. And I want to thank you for uh, everything you do. You know, what I'm saying I want to thank y'all for everything y'all do, recruiters. We got a little bone to pick with some recruiters, but we're not gonna pick it with you. Um, oh shoot! I had a crappy recruiter. Yeah. So we got a little bone. Man. To pick. But um. Yeah. No. And that that's usual. Like I I even on D guts like he he says a lot of stuff about recruiters too. And I'm just like, man, y'all don't know what it's like out here. Like yeah. come to the field for a year and you'd be like, take <laughs> back to sleep, please. Yeah, I kind of want. <laughs> like it's, I kind of want to. It's rough. Yeah, I kind. I, I, I definitely want to. But I, yeah, I think both of you guys would be successful out here, though. Thank you, thank you. Would you recommend our like? This is a selfish question. Would you ever recommend our podcast to like a somebody that wants to be in the Navy? Absolutely. I think that, so what's funny is, so I just listened to the podcast with, um, was it Amy? And Gaiman? Or, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually the one that messaged her about glass. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Right. So I was like, I was like, Oh, I was like, Hey, it's her. I was like, Oh, shoot. um, but, but yeah, the, the thing that I like most about your guys' podcast is that you're not, you're not super like Navy Navy. Uh-huh. And so it allows people to see that outside of our uniforms, that we don't sleep in these and that we're actual people. Cause you'd be surprised on how many civilians, like, they just think we're robots. They don't even think we have lives or like, you know, that we literally are in uniform 24 seven. So it's nice to have that breather for sure. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate, we, like I say, we appreciate your support. I know you have supported us. Um, and I appreciate you being able to sit down with us right now today. And thank you for all you do and good luck. Good luck this year. And that's all I have. I know Damon probably going to say some yeah. stuff. Well, I wish we could talk to you longer. Hopefully we do. But good luck this year and whatever Damon got. Yeah, in the same way, thank you um, for being on the pod. We most definitely going to be looking for you, looking for your name um, on the list that's coming up. Um, but yeah, a, uh, make sure any any anything um, that you want to talk about or you think we ain't talking about or whatever, you talk to somebody else or whatever the case would be, hit us up in one and hit us up any kind of way. Man, we'll talk about that stuff. Uh, make sure you're sharing it and talking, man. It's like, it's great, man. We love getting on here talking about everything. That's why we permission to speak freely. So we, we don't cage ourselves in. So uh, make sure uh, anybody want to talk about anything, we're ready to talk. And thank you again. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks, NC1. No problem. You guys have a good night. Okay, you too. You too. Bye. Yes. Yeah, so I was talking about the book from uh, Sydney Portier, right? When you, it seemed like you started having some technical difficulties. Oh um, man, yeah. yeah, it seemed like you started having some technical dif- difficulties, and I think they might have stayed a little bit, but we'll we'll, we'll work it out. But um, yeah. um, yeah, good book, really good book. I'll give it like a three and a half out of five, um, just because some of that stuff Sydney was talking about was like inaccessible to like somebody with my brain. Um, what do you think about that convo, man? With NC One, it was great, man. It's yeah, great. She's the mic is working. Yeah, she's um. You can tell she loves the job, man. That's why I like talking to people who love what they do, man. Um, it's really refreshing to see somebody out there that put the hours that recruiters put in and still smiling and still having a good time doing their job. So that's very refreshing to see. Yeah, man. She sounds like she knows what she's talking about. Um, and she, I mean, she did a really great job explaining it. I was like, damn, man, we need yeah, her on the she podcast did. more. Yeah, she did. <laughs> you know, she, I'm, I'm glad she, she, she also helped me out, man. Cause I, I thought, Hey, no, no disrespect for my God there, man. But I thought he was telling me one boy when he told me he'd come back <laughs> in as a first class, man. That's why yeah, yeah. I'm glad she came on and cleared that up for me, man. Yeah, man. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. All right, man. Like, uh, let's get into it. So normally we do it in the beginning. You know what I mean? Yep. We normally do it in the beginning, uh, the hero of the week. Um, our last month, we d- we highlighted a lot of our uh, women warriors. And I also promise that we won't only highlight women warriors doing, during Women's History Month. I do want to say that, you know, we'll spread the wealth a little bit more. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's get into it, man. Who you got this week, bro? Give me one second, man. I'm having so, some difficulties, man. Yeah, tell us Faro. I'll tell the people, you know, his name while you pulling the stuff up. Give him some. Uh, just let me know when you get it. But tell us Faro de la Cruz Trinidad, right? Um, born November 25th, 1890, New Washington, uh, Philippine Islands, home of record, Philippine Islands. And this going to be a Medal of Honor 
that Damon uh, talks about and is actually awarded for actions during peacetime. Uh, Service Navy Division, USS San Diego, um, General Orders, War Department, General Orders number 142, April 1st, 1915. So tell us, Faro, De La Cruz, Trinidad. I still don't see a rank for, uh, oh, Fireman, Second Class, Tellus Faro, De La Cruz, Trinidad. You got them, Damon? Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah. So, like you said, Fireman, Second Class, um, he was on board the USS San Diego. Um, and the Medal of Honor uh, action date was January 21st, 1915. Uh, he was one of the first uh, Asian American to receive the Medal of Honor. And let me get right into um, the citation, man. So for extraordinary in the line of his profession at the time of the boiler explosion on board the USS San Diego, 21 January 1915, Trinidad was driven out of the fire room number two by explosion, but at once returned and picked up R.E. Daly, fireman second class, who he saw injured and proceeded to bring him out. While coming into the f- to number four fire room, Trinidad was just in time to catch the explosion of number three fire room. But without consideration of his own safety, passed um, passed daily on, and then assisted in re- in re- rescuing another injured man from number three fire room. Trinidad was himself burned and about the face by the blast from explosion and number three fire room. Mm. So that so this one was a little bit different uh, when it comes to um, how we've been doing the um, awards, because this is in, like you said, this is in peacetime. Um, this was doing a casualty on board a uh, naval vessel. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, he still uh, did some of the things that we have been seeing in previous um, Medal of Honor recipients that we didn't talked about. Uh, with being selfless, right? Yeah. Uh, disregard to his own life um, to save others. Um, and again, uh, one of the first Asian Americans uh, to receive this. Um, and it was done, man. He was born in 1860, man. So this is one of the, one of the, the guys that, that started a lot of this stuff up, man. And um, again, um, shots out to him. Uh, shots out to his family. Um, most definitely a hero in all sense. Um, again, man, um, the things we always talk about, man, somebody's being another person that's being selfless. Yeah. I mean, and these actions not to be taken lightly, right? These actions yeah. that we watch movies, we see things, we watch different scenarios where that decision making process goes differently, right? And nobody's to blame, right? So it's like, you could watch something where, you know, somebody would be like, yeah, the smart choice was the dog down the door, you know, for like a flood or the smart choice was this or the smart choice was this because you saved this uh, compartment of the ship. You did this. You did this. Meanwhile, this guy's smart choice was to go into like burning engine rooms or engine rooms that just kind of had a blast and save people, you know, with complete disregard to himself where he could have easily have not done that and nobody would have held it against him. Nobody would have thought otherwise. You know what I'm saying? And that's, to me, that's the risk versus reward part. Or that's the kind of like, what you leverage leverage an idea. When you leverage in the fact that you could easily just go to safety, go grab a hose, go do something else. And nobody would think anything of it. But you put your life at risk to save somebody else. That's that's crazy. 
Like that's really when I and you know, crazy in a good way. And I know I say it a lot. Crazy in a good way. You know, to be that yeah. damn crazy. Like, yo, I'm going yeah. in here, I'm pulling these people out, you know, and I know I don't have to. I don't have to. Ain't gonna be by no any means necessary. Back. Yep. You know, but the thing about like a person like that, like you said, a selfless and a hero like that, is if he wouldn't have done that, he probably wouldn't have been able to sleep. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like somebody yeah. else could probably sleep well walking past that engine room. You know, he probably wouldn't have been able to sleep. He already saved one person. Yeah. You know, he could have been like, yeah, I'll save one person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He went back, right? He saved two people, right? Two people, yeah. Yeah, he went back. He saved another person. You know what I'm saying? So that stuff there is to be admired and it's not to be taken lightly and it's deserving of the Medal of Honor. Yes, no doubt. No you doubt, know, man. It's deserving of the Medal of Honor. So I know we had a scattered episode this episode. We talked about Navy stuff. Uh, we got to talk to NC1, which was great. We talked about T.I. We talked about Bill Cosby, <laughs> weirdly. And it was all over the place Louis today. K, but we hit some good shit. COVID and a whole bunch of stuff. So, I mean, I, yeah. hope, you know, I hope this is one that you guys do enjoy. And I can't wait to see you again. And I can't wait for y'all to hear from us. Yeah, man. Make sure you guys share. Please. Make sure you subscribe. Please. I'll let your boy. If you Mississippi. made it to this point of this episode, that means that you love us and you care about us. And if you love us and care about us and made it to this point of this episode, please share this episode on your social media. Share. Thank you. Karen is sharing, man. Sharing is Karen. Sharing is Karen. Same thing. <laughs>